so much that's going on and so I just feel like all hands on deck whatever you know like please <laughs> offer that share about it say something about it regularly show up you know and and I know like for me if you have like like if you're like me have a lot of different interests it may be hard to like show up regularly but do as much as you can as long as you're not like hurting yourself you know it's just to help us get back to like homeostasis and getting our bodies right and that we can actually um, channel down the the message from the ethers and elevate earth like the consciousness of the earth as well um Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning in to Remembering. On today's episode, we have LaToya Crick. She is an astrologer, a soil scientist, a gardener, a writer. And today on the show, we have her talking about her kind of two different passions or two different businesses. She works as a professional astrologer, giving people readings and um, providing guidance and being a resource for kind of understanding uh, the way that their life may be mapped out or the way that their life may be unfolding. And her and her husband also have a business where they are helping people take an understanding or an analysis of their soil and rebuild their soil and bring it into really robust and beautiful health so that they can have um, beautiful gardens and beautiful product that they're growing, whatever that might be. So on today's episode, we talk about both of those aspects of her life and how they are different and how they marry together and why they are important to her. Um, And we're just barely touching the surface of these topics because they could go on forever but it's a really beautiful introduction and a beautiful peek into LaToya's world and what she's got going on if you want to know more she is pretty active on her Instagram she's at Emerald Astrology and I will have that linked in the show notes as well as on Instagram and there you can learn more about her business and get a little bit more information about the work that she does so hopefully you guys check her out she's definitely worth following and i hope you guys enjoy this episode thanks for tuning in getting back to the roots yeah that we feel grounded and connected because if you're not rooted you feel and be thrown away by anything and everything and um so i think it's really beautiful that that's your mission and to to amplify the voices that are trying to to get that going you know because it's so needed uh, my background so my family so you see that slot there maybe i should straighten myself out more but that slot there is trinidad so i take a lot of pride in being trinidadian my grandparents are from trinidad and um, so I feel like with them, they have helped me understand relationships with the earth as well as um, connections to God. My grandpa was also very into, into Christianity and um, was a minister. And so he was really much like 
uh, put an emphasis on having a relationship with God. And um, my grandma was the one that did a lot of the cooking and nurturing of food and stuff. And so I was really surrounded by them and that understanding of good food and God. And so um, yeah, that really has put an impact on me and uh, helped me to go to school at Maharishi University and learn about um, where does food come from. And so I decided to go to school, although it took a while for me to figure out what degree I wanted to get, um, but I eventually landed at Sustainable Living with an emphasis in soil ecology. And so I really started to develop my relationship with the earth and what that looks like and the details of it of like, you know, soil is not dirt, soil is living and it's made up of microbes and as well as minerals and water and air and this beautiful orchestrated way where I just help life continue to regenerate and um, and uh, appreciating and valuing life and death and rebirth and um, all that. So it's it really has helped me understand like, oh, okay, life is very regenerating and this is where food comes from. And if that's the case, then the spiritual world is like that too, right? And so I simultaneously was learning astrology while going through school and I'm getting my degree in sustainable living and um, realize that, that it mirrors each other. And, and so I have really taken in with the, the psychology part of it. Um, and I wouldn't say I'm like super expert on it. I, I do most of my work on myself and then I just share what I find uh, with others and see if it resonates. But um, I've noticed that I go through many cycles of life and death and uh, rebirth for generation, um, just as the soil does. And so that is like going through the process of trusting that life and death and rebirth process and um, not holding back on that. And an easy way of doing it is by connecting with the earth. And so with my work with the soil nerds, with me and my husband, we own the soil nerds, we do that, we help um, gardeners get connected with their earth and, and what they are working with and what is their earth, you know, is, are they working with dirt or are they working with soil? And so we help them understand through soil analysis, what is that they're working with and then help them continue on that succession and stopping them from poisoning their earth with pesticides and all the sides, you know, and looking at it as if their earth is cursed, you know. <laughs> it's like my mom said that once, and I'm like, no, your earth is not cursed. Like, you just need to, like, nurture it a bit, you know. I just got to love it and appreciate it. Don't say it's bad and then just leave it at that. And so, <laughs> and I think that's, like, the standpoint that a, a lot of us, uh, that the collective believe is, like, oh, it's not living, and so I don't have to care for it. And it's like, no, that's not true. You do care for it, just as you would care for your own mind. Oh, wait, we're not doing that. We need to start doing that, too. <laughs> the collective, like, mental illness, that's a thing. Soil illness, that's a thing. Like, <laughs> make it a thing. And so I feel like with my mission, it's, it's to bring an awareness of that and um, helping people navigate those unknown territories and um, so that they can build a relationship and bring up new knowledge from that. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a background of me and yeah, how perfect. Yeah. and works together. <laughs> I, I love it because, you know, I never really thought about this before, but it really does, they do kind of mirror each other in that, you know, when you're working with 
a lot of times when you're working with astrology, it's kind of like subconscious stuff. And that's kind of the, the dark, like you're saying, it's kind of like the stuff that we don't really look at. And it's the same with soil. How have you, I mean, it sounds like you've married the two really beautifully in your life, but I was curious if that's been a struggle at all, because for me personally, I've kind of bounced between these two aspects of myself where I'm like, oh, I just want to grow food and the earth and nature. And then there's a part of me that's like way up in the stars. Yeah, <laughs> so I struggle like, with it to this day. Um, I'm starting because I got married, my husband has the same mission in his heart too. So he's taken more of the um, technical information of design and gardening and all that stuff. So he's really helped me carry the weight in a way because I, I couldn't do it all myself. Like you said, it's like, I want to go all in this way and I want to go all in that way. But luckily that we, we have seasons. And so I feel like just being very in tune with the seasons, like, okay, it's, spring it's time to do some soil analysis and applications and growing some food and starting them and then you know or it's the fall it's time to do that for, for that season but when it's summer at least for here when it's summer and um our winter <laughs> we don't necessarily have that much work to do so it's it's i'm starting to find the rhythm this year and i would see it more so um stabilize in a way in the coming because I'm just starting to find that rhythm. But it's been really hard because I want to write about everything and I am still, I still have my part-time job. So it's kind of like hard to balance the both, like all three, you know. Um, but it keeps my mind stimulated enough. Um, so it's kind of like, if I just see my ultimate dream is to be able to marriage those together and it be a physical space that people can go to and learn these things from. Um, so I, I just think it's going to be my, my life, life journey, honestly. And those that are struggling, if they have that same realization of, of the stars and the soil or earth and growing food and herbs, um, just know that it's, it's a journey. And, you know, you shouldn't be hard on yourself when you're figuring that out. Um, so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the astrology, because I primarily have studied Western astrology. And you're you do jodish right is that correct well i started off with jodish um but i started started to do western when i uh exited the fairfield realm <laughs> so i think it's like with the, whatever the environment is around me i start to adapt to so it'll be interesting to see me go back to fairfield if i started to change back to like the jodish language um but yeah i started off with jodish i really do love um, Jodish, like I don't think anything's wrong with it or um, anything. It's just um, looking at the same thing from a different perspective. So I like how my friend explained it. It's like when you're seeing 3D, although it's not the same anymore, but we used to wear those 3D glasses, the side is red and the other one is blue. And then you see the, the picture as 3D. It's kind of the same way when you're having like the Western and Eastern astrology, it's, you're seeing the thing, but it's now more 3D and more wholesome, if that makes sense. So it'll be interesting to see someone is able to practice both at the same time I think Ashtawada does but I'm not sure <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because 
I was going to tell you that I do like kind of a hybrid for my own chart because I really resonate with like a couple of the aspects in my Eastern, but then primarily the rest, I, I don't. So I follow Western for the rest. And I've always felt like kind of a cheater for doing that, (laughs) but I, I just like, according to Eastern astrology, I am a cancer moon. And so in Western, I'm a Leo moon. And I just, I don't, I just don't feel like I'm a Leo moon. I just really resonate so much more with the cancer moon, um, as well as my Eastern, or no, as well as my a couple other signs. But then the rest of it, I'm like, this is so not me. So it's weird. It's like, yeah. Um, Because like, for instance, I was looking at this morning, my Maha and Antra Dasha. And so that's basically the planet's period of uh, lessons that they're working through with you. And so like Saturn's like, I don't know, works with you for nine years or something like the Maha Dasha. And then like, I just entered my Jupiter Antra Dasha, so mini period uh, with Saturn. And that's going to be lasting for three years. And so I, I kind of look at that from the West to Eastern and then like as the trends that go through, I look at my Western chart. But like in my Eastern chart, I am Leo rising and in my Western, I'm Leo rising. But then in my Eastern, I'm Taurus sun, Libra moon, and then uh, the Western, I'm Gemini sun and Scorpio moon. <laughs> because sometimes also both can be really biased because they're coming from whatever cultural lens they're coming from and like especially in the west astrology has just been so kind of like it's just become this laughable thing almost that nobody right. takes seriously until right. more recently yeah. and um yeah that's what i say <laughs> yeah i was gonna ask you what do you i mean do you ever talk to people that like totally don't believe in it and I mean, I've had conversations with relatives of mine where they're like, that's not real. And when they say it's not real, I'm like, well, that's because you don't know like the full thing. You're not looking at somebody's whole chart and they're like, oh, those are just excuses. <laughs> like, oh man, you're like, okay, it's okay if you don't believe in the air, you're still breathing it. So, okay. <laughs> that's how I feel. But I started off my um, journey with a battle because I had friends left and right saying, oh my gosh, you're smart. You believe in that? And I'm like, wait, wait, what are you saying? <laughs> People that study this is not smart. Like this is, this. although we're like right now we um, don't need math as much because we have our computers and they just calculate it all. But like astrology is a science. It is based off of astronomy. And then you have to use your intuition, which you got to trust yourself to be able to merge the two. Like, this is like some really high quality stuff. And to say it's not real is to me silly, but I respect you on your path and I'm not going to say that I'll write to you. Um, but it's, I will just say, please look at it again because um, it is a very useful tool. It helps you become very aware of yourself and of others. It, it allows you to be more compassionate to others, I know there's plenty of times where I'm like dealing with my boss and I'm like, what is wrong, you know, what is wrong with you? Or, you know, and then I actually look at their chart and I'm just like, oh, you're going through stuff. 
like <laughs> I get it I'm sorry like <laughs> and and so with this day and age now we are entering uh like the goddess is coming back and so the astrology is part of that intuitive um part of the the rise because it helps you become more in tune with yourself and um and okay with the unknown unknowns kind of thing and it's like and astrology is so mysterious because you have to like it's not going to tell you everything up front even though like eastern astrology is good for prediction and um and so you might get some information and in the general essence of it you know you can still use western i think for prediction too but i think eastern was more so for prediction and like figuring out the timing of things but um with western it's more intuitive and with that you can get anything you know so yeah i feel like i just rambled but yeah that's basically my answer <laughs> Oh, it's good because I, I wanted to ask you what you feel like for people that aren't as familiar with it, what you feel like the values of it are, because I know it's kind of, um, it's coming, it's becoming more mainstream, which is really exciting because uh, I've grown up like, you know, I was a, one of those teenagers that had all the like horoscope books and, you know, I've been like reading about it since I was like young and I was wondering how you came into this place where you felt like more confident in your knowledge or, or what it took for you to feel more confident in your knowledge to be able to offer it as a service. Um, Cause I know that that can be kind of a tricky thing for people. Yeah. Um, to say it simply, I just practiced. I've asked people for their first time and date <laughs> and place and uh, started to do readings for free. You know, and I did it start immediately after um, me studying in college. Um, I was asking friends, like, can I read for you? And right off the bat, they were like, wow, the way you read is super relatable, unlike anyone else. Anytime someone read for me, it sounded like they were reading from a book, but you make it like a conversation. And so just from hearing that response, I knew, oh, there's something to it. Why is it that I'm picking up so quickly this, you know, this knowledge? And at the same time, I was quickly, I picked up soil knowledge so fast too. And, I, and that was something that was like really unusual for me because um, picking up information has always been um, a struggle, like n numbers or just like how just like the traditional schools have uh, teach. It was always, even though I was like kind of paying attention, it was just like, I didn't like, was interested and picked up so fast, that makes sense. I was an AP student all, you know, all year or whatever, but I just didn't pick it up like, like how I did with astrology. So because I had that kind of reaction, paying attention to myself and how I respond to things and how people respond to me, I was like, oh, I have something there. But I kept doing it for free and, um, decided to start a blog because um, I realized, oh, wow, I really do like writing. Oh, and I'm a Gemini, so there's something to it. Um, let me just keep writing and share it, even though I'm a ter I feel like I'm a terrible writer, you know, <laughs> like I'll just figure it out as I go and people respond and they're like, okay, that's okay. You know, that's good. Or so after a while, it's just kind of like, I think I can start charging now, like just to see how people respond. So it's always like that, like, let me dip my foot in the, the water a little bit. How how would it respond to me? And then I just kept going from there. So just building confidence and uh, taking in critique from people and 
was like a, it was like a, it's a dance for sure. So if anyone that wants to start offering their service, I would say do a couple for free, see how you feel and how they feel and get, get testimonials, really start getting in testimonials and save them. So whenever you're ready to start offering service, um, people are more likely to believe in you and give it a try. So I just say, just do it, just start. It looks like you have a few different types of offerings that you do too. Do you want to talk about those a little bit? Yeah. So um, right now I'm offering um, my email service, which is called a, a quick discovery. And so with that, I just answer your question. You just have one question and I answer it using your birth chart and three tarot cards. So I've started introducing tarot as well. Um, and so with that, it, it, I can answer anything about love, relationship, direction in life, your purpose, um, any kind of um, confusion you may have about a situation. I can help you find clarity through understanding the planetary energies or archetypal energies that you're working with or working with you. Like, what are your lessons and what, are, what do you need to receive so that you can live a life or get the thing that you really want? Um, and then I offer uh, find direction consultations where that's like one-on-one -on -one discussions on what what is going on with you. So basically the same thing with the quick discovery, but it's more conversation and back and forth. And that from there, I'm able to give steps and how to overcome because personally, I've come, overcome quite a bit. And so I feel like I have some, some knowledge to offer people to overcome whatever it may be, relationships. Uh, career um, or just direction in life and I can gain insight through the signs and uh, planetary transits that they're working with and, and the tarot cards too they help put them more pictorial and give a nice image and like it you know and more insight so yeah so those are the two things that I'm offering um, and I'm working on a, a coaching package I haven't said anything about that yet but so you're the first person I've said it to um, uh, I guess online. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm offering that as well. So I'm just curious if you want, if you can like just share a little bit about what exactly you might be looking for in a chart. Like if somebody is asking you about a relationship issue, mm -hmm. like are you looking at particular signs or particular planets or? Yeah, so I start off with Venus. And, and if they are having any issues, I, I see if uh, Pluto is involved or Saturn's involved. So that's where I start off with, if I start with Venus and then what aspects is she, you know, touching or, you know, what planets are playing with her or that planet and then what house is it transiting. So yeah, I start off with that and then from there it just kind of unravels and then I'll look at the chart of the cards and then they start to say, an even deeper level of what's going on and um yeah it just kind of helps me guide me in telling them like okay this is what you're going through um just to affirm like this is where you're at <laughs> um this is what you need to do to get what you want you know and the questions i've been getting is like although it feels kind of weird with like the when will i have my lover you know it's kind of like well whenever you're ready you know <laughs> it's like my quick answer but it's you know past that it's like okay well, have you been working on yourself? Uh, what is Venus doing? How are you uh, relating to your values? And 
have you been looking for a partner? Do you realize your partner may be right there? Or like, um, you know, are, are you scared? Are you withholding your, your feelings? And um, so that, it helps me kind of to like figure out with that, with how are you relating to your Venus or your values or how you express love or feel love. So, yeah. Uh, it's interesting because I've learned as I've gotten older and I've like studied I, all my astrology study is just self like I just mostly just analyzing my own chart like until there's no tomorrow <laughs> um, which is like I think you could probably do that for a whole lifetime um, and for me as I've gotten older it's become more of like just an intuitive conversation I it's so random I well, just all I, I've looked at my chart for out, endless hours and I will not look at it for a while and then I'll go back to it and notice something I didn't yeah. notice before. And it's just like all of a sudden this download. Yeah. And I'm just curious if you have a similar experience. Yes, I do. It's weird how you can look at your chart for years and hours and hours and you see that aspect. You're like, what is that? Like, oh, that's what I need to work on, or that's what I've been dealing with, or even with me doing research, like, I have all my astrology books near me, and I'm, like, looking at that aspect, and I'm, like, I never saw that sentence before. That's the next step, you know, or, like, so, so, yeah, I definitely relate it to that way in astrology. I feel like that's how that intuitive side, the art comes in. It's, like, you're not going to see everything. It's so much. I mean, like, you are multidimensional being your ancestors as well as your future and your present self like it's like it's weird <laughs> and your chart is just showing that and so how in tune you are with yourself the more information you'll get from from your chart so yeah so i think well the we're seeing the manifestations or the expressions of of her or that energy coming back through um you know the feminist movement through um black lives matter that's so the dark goddess is all things that's been cast aside women dark-skinned people um, um people from you know uh that things that, that are different sets you know that not identify as female or masculine you know or male all that so that that upright of like awareness of those things is an expression of the goddess coming back so she she's helping us integrate and become whole with the, the 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 dark and the light or like the the cast aside yeah so I, that's how i see it it's like the goddess is coming back in that way and so we're just seeing those expressions and so with her it's like we are able to show up as we are and then um, receive and accordingly. Does that make sense? Like we don't get to just steal from other people or take their credit or a lot of stuff. It's like, no, you've worked for, especially with the Capricorn theme right now with Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter. It's like you, you get what you, what, you, what you work for. And so that starting off with that goddess rise is like she is coming in and she's saying like I need justice you know it's time for to get people back to where they're supposed to be based on what you've done and so um yeah we're really feeling that like putting that up front with the 
all that's been cast aside is now being in the forefront. Also, you know, I was curious again about this kind of balance or this marriage for you with your two passions. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about your the project you're doing with your husband, your business with your husband? Yeah, so we are, so we want to help gardeners grow healthy food through healthy soil so that they have healthy bodies and eventually health communities and society. So that's our, our mission is that we want to help gardeners understand their relationship to soil through um, knowledge of your soil is made up of water, sand, silt, clay, biology, air. <laughs> They're not just dirt. It's actually an organism that is orchestrating a ability to rejuvenate itself and um, decay. So putting information or earth back to earth and uh, so that they can grow food that actually feeds their bodies and heals illness that is manifesting because of the lack of connection to earth. And so, you know, we, we thought, okay, maybe we can help them grow the actual vegetables, like their design and uh, telling them what to grow, how to grow it, you know. And then we were just realized like, you know what? No, I don't wanna do that. We, we just wanna strictly focus on soil, fixing, fixing soil so that it can start working on itself, or at least getting it back to its homeostasis because the soils that we're seeing is that they're not high on organic matter because people are taking away their leaves, they're taking away their plants and throwing it away into the landfill. So they're losing their nutrients that were coming from the earth and it's just leaving it, taking it away. And so we're trying to teach people like, hey, you know, you need to mulch. You need to let your plants go back to the earth so that it feeds it. Um, but first we'll start with remineralizing your soil and adding the biology back through compost extract and eventually tea and compost once we get the facility. Um, so we, we connect with other composters and our, make extracts so that we can get the organisms back to the people's soil. And, and we also do soil analysis so we can tell people what is in their soil mineral-wise and what is in their soil biology-wise and where they need to go to, to increase that, those numbers so that they're growing. So they have a soil that grows the food that they want and they're not having to deal with like crazy amount of pests and um, illnesses of their plants. So, so we're hoping to like help people grow food more easily, you know, so that it's more pleasurable and not like a chore. Because we're trying to get back to Garden of Eden, you know, like that idea of like everything just grows and, it just works together, but you have to have those systems in place for that to be, and it starts with the health of your soil. So yeah, that's our mission. <laughs> I'm wondering if, you know, you mentioned at the beginning that your your grandma kind of taught you this, like, this understanding of good food, and do you think that that's been kind of like the sole motivator for you to, like, do this kind of work, or were there other things along the way that inspired you to get into uh, soil soil analysis and just uh, healing the earth and growing food or was it kind of spontaneous um i would it would look it would appear spontaneous because <laughs> i was like floating around versus like i want to do business and maybe i'm doing media communications now i'll be an art major like so it would look like i'm like bumper and really i was just, like going to sustainable living um but i i would think like um she really has planted the love of food 
in my heart because <laughs> she's always was cooking food always um that was her way of expressing love to people uh, was cooking really good food and so for me um so she did that but my grandpa he um, had dialysis he was going through dialysis but he had diabetes and um since i was born so it's like since i was alive he's not passed because of it but it's really when i was watching him pass and knowing that it's because he had diabetes and meaning lack of nutrition from food um, that really has planted that First, I was angry, you know, I was like really upset. So I'm like, how did we get here? Like, how did you not get the food you need? Why didn't you get the food you need? You were growing food at some point. Why didn't you continue? Or like, what was going on? What happened? And it just kind of put me down into the rabbit hole of like, okay, so those that are growing food, I need to help them make sure that they're growing actually nutritious food so that they are getting the food that they need or the nutrition they need in their body. Because you can grow food, but you don't know if it's nutritious. You don't know if it actually has the nutrients in there. And the only way you can have the nutrients in there is that it's in the soil, you know? And so that, you know, relationship with my grandma, with her cooking the food and preparing it and making it delicious and fun and just seeing how people, my family surrounded that, you know, uh, her food. Now we don't do that as much and that really makes me sad, but like, I've noticed that as a kid, like, wow, we surround each other with her food, you know, like that's where we come together. And, and then seeing my grandpa pass because he didn't have that nutritious food that he was looking for, or was needing, his body was needing to heal his diabetes and stuff like that. So, um, so I, just, I just felt like, for me, it's like, if I can help it, I don't want to have, I don't want anyone else to have to experience that watching their mom or dad or themselves pass because they didn't have the food that they needed. So as long as I can keep shouting from the rooftops and teaching and analyzing soil and putting the biology and the nutrients back in the soil, um, I would do that <laughs> and avoid that. And yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry to hear about your grandpa. That's I, my great grandfather also had diabetes and passed because of it and it was very he was you know an amazing man till the day he died but it was very obviously very uncomfortable and the beautiful thing about the time we're living in appears to be that there's a real movement in a lot of different areas like you mentioned earlier whether it's black lives matter or you know indigenous people speaking out and trying to protect themselves and each other, or, you know, small farming movement, the organic movement, you know, things like this. So it's, it is like, there is a motivation to get back to these things. Um, and that makes me hopeful. <laughs> that yeah. makes me hopeful. Um, in your communities, are you seeing, you know, cause you're obviously working with, are you working with farms? Or are you working with just uh, like, Small right. home gardeners. So <clears throat> the dream is to work with our gardeners. And um, we are working right now. Our clients are two people that grow flowers. <laughs> so it's a start, you know. Um, but we've made a decision that we are only going to focus or we're going to find our gardeners that are wanting to grow nutritious food. So that's the intention. 
but right now we're working with um, people that's growing flowers. And, you know, as we're talking with them, they are, they understand, like, I don't want to pollute my earth. I don't want to, to add any, they don't add anything, you know, maybe they added like some mulch and um, organic compost, but that was like about it that they did. And then so we're helping them along with that. Um, did I answer your question? <laughs> like it was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did. Yeah, so that's what we're, we're who we're working with right now. But yeah, beautiful. Um, and I do really feel like that's it's kind of interesting because, like you said at the beginning, it's like getting back to our roots. I feel like if we're gonna really continue to grow as a society and as a nation or as a you know whole global community, we have to get back to. Um, our roots and yeah. heal from the bottom up. So I was just wondering if you could just share a little bit for people that don't know maybe what the what the problem is with our soil and maybe why it's become problematic. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we stopped paying attention. We allowed someone to say, hey, we can sell this to you. Uh, by the way, that was the stuff we used to uh, for bombing and infecting our enemies from the other country, our enemies, but we're going to use that and we're going to fertilize your soil and um, yeah, you're going to grow really good food and it's going to grow really fast. And all you got to do, you got to spray this and you got to spend this money to get it. And people are like, oh, okay, I'll do that. So we just stopped paying attention. <laughs> and as time went along, it started to dry out our soil and we just kept adding the salt. The guy Glyphosate, right? So we just kept adding that, you know, Monsanto. So with us adding that in our soil, it dried it out. It killed the microbes that are our ancestors, and you can say it like that if you, <laughs> if you see that. But like the the little microbes that keep the soil cycling nutrients, we killed them off. They went dormant. They went away, and then we, we created dirt. And so it just started from not paying attention. And we're not paying attention to our soil because we're not paying attention to how we're feeling. And as we kept uh, dumping these um, pesticides, insecticides, so we kept having these issues when we put given them this fertilizer that was salt-based in our soil, we had to start doing these pesticides. And so we put more and more poison into our soil where it grows our food and we eat it and then we get sick and then we get diabetes. We get uh, heart failure, you know, all these different stuff, and we stopped paying attention, and so I just, that's like the whole gist, and if we can just like pause and kind of realize, this doesn't make me feel good, when I eat this, I don't, I feel this, why? We yeah, have the internet, you can go Google, a lot of people said things, go down that rabbit hole, <laughs> you might be frustrated, you may be upset, you know, but it, it, you have to face the, the, the cast aside, you know, to, to really find that truth um, and start figuring out where you can start um, healing that connection and, and um, do what you can. So yeah, I, I, that's what I would say. Um, is something that a person can do like if they are just learning about this crazy crisis what can they just do for themselves in their own life what is the number one recommendation or a couple recommendations you can make for somebody that wants to either do something about it to help their own health or 
you know, their, their community make a difference. Start with their water. Starting with the Aquarian age, the water barrier. <laughs> water brings life, water brings knowledge, and it also cleanses you. Start with your water. Start with figuring out how can you purify your water if you have the money to purify your water system. Um, I'm sure there's all kinds of there's all kinds of stuff that you can buy to clean your water. Um, and if you can't afford that, just drink more water. And if you, you know, and if you can afford it, drink really clean water, you know, wherever, a purified water. Let's start with drinking more water. Um, we should be drinking about a gallon a day, something like that. Getting comfortable in silence. It could be for 30 seconds, it could be for two minutes, it could be for 30 minutes, it could be for two hours, depending on where you are with your mind. And just starting with those two things, I think, will help you understand what's going on with yourself. And then journaling, I like journaling. You have to have a conversation with yourself. Um, what is it that you wanna change in your life? You know, uh, how you, you, you're seeing all this stuff that's happening, but um, journal, what could you do if you had the, the opportunity? What would you do? And realize it's so much closer than you think because um, I'm also very spiritual. God, God, goddess would not give you an idea if you can't do it, you know? And it just starts with that first step. So drink more water, sit in some silence, and journal. Journal what could you do to change. Um, and it could be so small, you know? Um, like I said, like getting a system to purify your, your water in your home so you're not bathing in all that junk and um, but if you can't afford it, that's okay. Like I can't right now. I'm just just drink more water. Um, I have this like really big container, so it reminds me to drink and fill it up. Drink, you know, get you a nice little straw that makes you want to drink it. I know um, that helps me. <laughs> as far as astrology goes, uh, what would you say is the first place to start for people? Like if they're they're looking at they want to learn more about their chart. Where would you recommend somebody first starts? Because uh, there's differing opinions about that. And I was curious what you think. Yeah. So I would start with your rising, your sun, and your moon. Your rising is your first house or that section. If you look at the wheel, it's the section off to the left that says one. Whatever that sign is, and it has that AC dash in it, that's your rising sign. So I would start with your rising, your sun, your moon. Rising is your life path or your perception of the world and how the world sees you and what you want to grow into. Uh, the sun is your personality, your, your interests, your creativity, your gifts. And then your moon is your emotional needs, how you relate to your body, how you feel about the world around you. So um, I would start with those three things. And from there, you can start playing with the aspects to the different planets and all that stuff. But yeah. Rising sun and moon, <laughs> it's a good little package. <laughs> okay, I just have one more question. Um, I just wanted to ask you just about something in my chart that is, if it's okay, uh, that is like kind of stumped me <laughs> for a few years now. Um, I have three planets in the fifth house. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I have Uranus, Neptune, and the sun in the fifth house. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I don't really know. I guess part of it is that I don't think I have a really clear understanding of Uranus and Neptune. Mm -hmm. um, but the biggest thing that I get when I look that up is like, oh, you should be an actor. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what I want to do um so I know you can't like give a full-on thing but I was just curious if you have any insight at all about the fifth house or yeah so what that the, yeah the fifth house has to deal with your creativity your creative expression so with the sun being there it means you're here to develop your um sense of creativity and it could be and it involves um, the themes of Neptune and Uranus and Uranus is innovation it's about astrology it's about thinking beyond the societal boundaries and strains and um, progressing humanity with new ideas so I think of Uranus I literally think of Elon Musk like he is like the epitome of Uranus like and that's far out but I see where you're going there, but man, that's far out. Like, <laughs> so it's like, he's like the epitome of Uranus. But, um, and then Neptune is more of that spiritual, um, it's like understanding that we are all connected. And so with you, your creativity stems from those spaces and you're having to figure out how, or like, how does that comport? Now, what is your sun sign? Sun sign is Capricorn. Capricorn. So it's having to do with, again, society, <clears throat> um, your ability to make yourself an authority of what you're creating. So, and that is something innovative, something spiritual, something um, that brings something of use, of value to society. And so, you know, Capricorn is uh, ruled by Saturn, and Saturn is about uh, responsibilities, structures, systems. So you're looking at systems, and you're looking at creativity and how to create systems that are of benefit to society, of benefit so that you can uh, organize people in a way, or it could be children, because the fifth house is of children too, so it could be in educating kids. It could be um, educating people about their uh, child self. It could be about, um, yeah, or your creative expression is just figuring out a system that allows you to be an authority of that. Um, does that make sense? So creating, yeah, you're creating a space for other people to, to shine, I guess. You know, it's like, <laughs> in a way that is very secure and new, you know, and, and validates their connection to, to the divine. Okay, so that was LaToya. Again, you can find her at Emerald Astrology on Instagram, and you can find her and her husband's business on Facebook at Gardens DFY. I'll have those links in the show notes and on Instagram when this goes live. You guys should definitely go check out her Instagram. She's posting stuff 
pretty regularly, pretty consistently on all the different moon phases and um, different journal prompts. She also talks about her different offerings and uh, shares what you could possibly, um, what you could potentially get out of a reading with her. So if you want to learn more about anything she's doing, definitely go check out her social media. And I will see you guys on the next episode.